You know, some of the baggage would roll off of us if we were just gentle. Five seven three three baggage part two. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And the last sermon dealing with baggage came from Matthew chapter eleven, verses twenty-eight through thirty. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And God told me I left out the most important part. Jesus is our most important teacher, and if we just listen to his words, And actually, you know, I'm working on the project called The Bible Speaker, and I actually have isolated all of the words of Jesus just in audio form. When you take all of the words of Jesus, it's three hours and 48 minutes worth of nonstop words of Jesus. And if you listen to all of his words, Jesus tells you about stuff. But yet God said last week I left out the most important part. And our condition with this baggage, and I have these bags of mine here on the pulpit, our condition with this baggage, we're laboring, we're working, and we're burdened, we're heavy laden. And and yet the verse says what Jesus will do for us, he'll give us rest. But the part that I left out is what we have to do. And we like to hear how easy Jesus will make it for us. All we have to do is call on his name and all our problems will disappear. He never said that. That's why if you listen to his words, he never said that. As a matter of fact, he said, follow me and you're going to get persecuted. So he never told you that the road was going to be easy. It will always be blessed. He told the disciples in the end, have you lacked anything? They said, we haven't lacked a thing. If you follow him, the road will be blessed. Your eternity will be assured, but he never said it was easy. That's why the majority of his disciples left him. If it were easy, they would have stayed. And they were in the very presence of Jesus. God said, you left out the most important part. I asked Lucretia to start getting me some pants with some holes in them. And the reason was God spoke to me. He said, you need to start wearing jeans with holes because it is representative of you. You got some patches and some holes and some rough stuff in life, in your spirit. And I do. I'm working on some stuff. And so are you. And so she already had me about a half a dozen jeans. I guess Lucrece is just so sharp. It's hard for her to just put the pastor in holy jeans. But I needed these jeans. They're just illustrative of our own lives and spirits because none of us have lives without holes in them. All of us got this stuff we wrestle with on a constant basis. And I'm trying to teach you how to get this baggage out of your life and lighten up your load. And Jesus told you how to do it. 
And it was interesting that this morning, Lucretia texted up on it and said, button up your top button. I couldn't button up the top button because it was busted. So not only were the pants holy, the shirt was busted. See, sometimes people, we be busted from top to bottom. So Lucretia said, come on in, let me pin it up for you. So she pinned it up. And I don't know, this is the second time I've had a shirt where the top button is busted. I don't know whether the shirt's just defective or I'm just getting in shape and just busting the button. I don't know what it is. But I can tell you this, my stomach buttons ain't busted. My chest button may be but my stomach buttons ain't busted. So indeed, as God said, you left out. The most important part, and this was the most important part of the verse from last week that I left out. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But he also says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. How are you going to learn from him if you don't study what he said? And when you start studying the words of Jesus, listen to sermons, but go study the words of Jesus yourself. Listen to exactly what Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. And you see, a yoke is a wooden collar that literally shackled animals. And you would put a yoke on an animal to either pull a plow. See, a yoke was for work. A yoke was not to go out to the pasture and just lay down in the grass. No, when you yoked an animal, it meant that the animal was getting ready to pull a burden. And often you had a yoke that yoked together two mules or two oxen. And the way that the yoke worked, the yoke was often designed where it had a heavier side and a lighter side. And the farmer would take the heavy side and he would put the strong ox in the heavy side and the weaker ox on the lighter side. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you because Jesus is the stronger ox and we are the weaker. But yet a yoke was a shackle that would direct the animal by the master of which way to go. And oftentimes our problem and why our lives are in the shape that we're in is because we want to do our own thing. We don't want to be yoked. See, yoke represents guidance. It represents obedience. When you got a yoke or a collar around your neck, you can't run free because you have to move wherever who has the reins of the yoke tells you to go. That's why Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Do what I tell you to do. But in order for you to do what he tells you to do, you have to learn. He said, learn of me. And we're burdened. I had the financial planner here last message, and I talked about even how we are yoked with so many financial burdens. And most of us who are yoked with financial burdens, we're yoked with the three C's. The three C's are this, castle, car, and credit cards. We're yoked with our castle because we've got a house that we struggle every month trying to pay the note. And we can't sleep sometimes. We don't have peace because the house, if you don't pay your house note, they're going to come put you out. Just simple as that. So we're yoked with this castle note that we wrestle with every month. And see, the three C's are significant because every month, all three of those C's roll around. But what did Jesus say 
He said, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus didn't have a castle. Now he said, my father in heaven has many mansions, but he didn't have a house on earth. If he didn't have a house, he didn't have a house. What? He didn't have a house note. So Jesus was not burdened by a house note. Now, you need a house or somewhere to live. You absolutely do. But the point is, you don't need something that is going to burden you down. And oftentimes we go to the mortgage company and our question is, how much can I borrow? Not how much can I comfortably afford? And if you borrow to your limit, it will keep you in the yoke of the world instead of the yoke of Jesus. The yoke of Jesus had no house note. Next element of that sea is a car. And I told you, if you have financial burdens, you have no reason in the world buying a brand new car. It's the most foolish financial thing you can do. I've got a car that's a luxury car that's six years old. I paid $55,000 for that car six years ago. I looked up the value of that car. The car has less than 40,000 miles on it. Right now, it's worth between nineteen dollars and $23,000, which means that car new today is almost $60,000. That means somebody can go right now, if I put that car in the market and buy a car very similar to mine, less than 40,000 miles, and it's hard to find a car with that less of a mile, but you can find it. Well, I know because I got two of them we bought like that, so you can find it, just take you a little time. But it's a big difference between you having to pay note on a $60,000 car and a twenty-three dollars or $19,000 car. Huge difference. And my car, frankly, is just by brand new. None of you got any cars in any better shape than that car. It's just about brand new. So the difference between having something that you can comfortably afford versus something you are struggling with makes a difference whether you're yoked down with financial debt or not. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said about that. He didn't say, but you can look at. He said, learn from me. Do you know what Jesus rode on? Do you know what he rode on? See, Jesus had a ride. John chapter 12, verse 14. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's coat. Some of y'all riding in the wrong ass. Do you understand that? So, So Jesus, he didn't come in some fancy chariot. He came sitting on an ass. It's simple. He showed us the way. He didn't come like a glorious kid. People, there's nothing wrong with anything fancy. Absolutely not. But it is something wrong with it. You can't afford it. And if you're trying to impress folk, it's something absolutely wrong with it. So Jesus showed us. He came riding on the lowest of rides that he could ride on with no chariot, a young donkey. And yet... We don't understand his teaching. He said, learn from me. Well, the third thing of those triple C's, credit cards. And they have us burdened down. Jesus had no debt and told his disciples to take minimum stuff. Mark chapter 6, verse 9, calling the 12 to him, he sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. Dead is an evil spirit. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except the staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra coat. Jesus told him, go light. Turn to the person next and tell him, go light. See, sometimes if we would just let go of some of this stuff, and a lot of this stuff we buy it on credit, and then we buy it on credit, 
And the credit card interest rate sometimes 25, 28%. Let me tell you what a 25% interest rate on a credit card does to you, especially if you don't pay it off every month. Let me tell you what it does. Let's just say you go buy a $100 pair of shoes. Well, because your credit card is almost full, you know that means you're not paying it off every month. So now the $100 pair of shoes rides on your credit card and you're paying the minimum every month at 25, 28% interest. Let me show you what 25% interest does with simple annual compounding, not monthly compounding, simple annual compounding. That $100 pair of shoes, at the end of a year, you haven't paid it off. So now the $100 pair of shoes becomes how much? 125. You add 25% onto it, it's now 125. At the end of two years, that $100 pair of shoes, instead of being $125, because now you're not paying interest in the second year on the $100, you're paying interest on the $125. So now that same $100 pair of shoes in year two that you haven't paid off because you're paying the minimum, that same pair of $100 shoes now becomes $156. Let me tell you what happens in year three because you haven't paid it off because you're paying the minimum. And when you're paying the minimum, you know you never pay the card off. That's a bondage. That's a yoke of the world. That's not the yoke of Jesus whose burden is easy and is light. That's not the yoke of Jesus. Let me tell you what happened in the third year. Now the second year, you got $156 worth of debt on a $100 pair of shoes. By the time you pay another 25% on that $156, that $156 becomes $195. So in three years, and you haven't paid off that bill, the $100 pair of shoes becomes virtually a $200 pair of shoes. And you see what happens as it keeps on compounding. And all this stuff gets on you. And that's why oftentimes the people of God got all this debt on their neck and they can't sleep. They're burdened. It messes up your marriage because money is the number one cause of divorce. So when you got all this debt on you, it's going to mess up your marriage. So these are some things. But Jesus said, learn from me. For my burden is easy and it's light, but you got to learn. You got to learn. You got to learn from Jesus and watch how Jesus did some things and how he conducted and how he told people. He told, let go of all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with it, people. Listen, I'm going to buy a Rolls Royce. I'm going to buy a Rolls Royce one day, but when I buy it, I'm going to be able to buy it absolutely cash. I will not have a note on it. I'm going to get a Learjet. I'm going to get all this stuff. And it's not necessarily because I want it. It's because God said, you need this for ministry for two. So I'm going to get all that stuff, but I don't need any of it. And when I do get it, I'm going to get it financially free. See, it's nothing wrong with having stuff. It's nothing wrong with having a Rolls Royce as long as you can afford a Rolls Royce. It's something wrong with having a $10,000 car and you need to be on martyr. So it's nothing wrong with the stuff. It's something wrong with the management of the stuff and understanding where God wants you to be and he doesn't want you burdened down and baggaged up with all this stuff of the world. And that's just the financial part of it. But the financial part of it often influences so much of the other stuff. And Jesus said, take my yoke. And that means when you take his yoke, that thing is a literal collar that guides our every step. And sometimes we don't want the collar. We just want to run free. And it doesn't work like that. It didn't work like that in the Old Testament. It doesn't work like that in the New Testament. It doesn't work that way in life. I stand up here before you most days and I tell you how great I feel. Ooh, I feel super today. I feel super. 
But the reason I feel super is because of the yoke. I feel super because of the yoke. And the yoke requires of what God has told me, you work out six days a week. So when I work out six days a week, when I don't eat past eight o'clock, when I get into bed on time, now I'll admit it's a yoke. It absolutely is a yoke. Sometimes I don't want to do this stuff. It's a yoke without question, but it's God's yoke. And see, when you put on God's yoke and he go have something for you to do, it has never been a case in the Bible where God did not have laws and stuff for folk to do. It was always you do this and I do this. It wasn't just, you know, I'm going to just get all your burdens off. No, I'm going to take the yoke of the world off of you, but you got to put my yoke on. You're not going to run free. So I feel great because I follow what God has placed around my neck. And I will admit, sometimes it feels like a yoke that I don't want to wear. And all of you going to feel that way with anything that's ever going to improve your life. But it takes you to a different point. I feel great. I had to do some things that I really didn't feel like doing at the time. But you feel so much better when you put on Jesus' yoke. And the only place I'm really aware of where Jesus tells you kind of his personality, maybe somewhere else, but I can't remember it. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. I am gentle and humble in heart. He tells you what he's like. He said, learn from me. Now, if he wants you to learn from him, it means study him, study the way Jesus was. And when you study the way he was, you emulate what he did, how he thought, the way he behaved. I am gentle. That's the first thing. You know, some of the baggage would roll off of us if we were just gentle, if we were just gentle. Because there have been some instances when Jesus wasn't gentle. I'll admit that. So when he went in that temple, threw all that stuff out. Some of the time he talked to the preachers, he was rough. Or he said, you load or low down vipers. He had some rough stuff. There's no question about that. So he was not gentle all of the time because he had to be rough because he said, when you see me, you've seen my daddy. And God is gentle. God is love. But God had to be rough sometimes. He killed more folk than the devil when you really know your Bible. So Jesus is gentle the vast majority of times, and even when he was rough, he still was gentle compared to what he could have done. Some of us, if we had that power, we just struck them rascals dead. So he still was gentle in his corrective, but the prophetic has always been that way. When you check the true prophets, that's why they kill them all. Because if you really tell folk the truth, they're going to get upset with you because folk really don't want to hear the truth a whole lot of times. So when you're operating in that real prophetic, folk want to hear a breakthrough coming. They don't want to hear you need to straighten up or destruction coming. They just don't want to hear that. They want to hear a breakthrough coming and the check is in the mail when you get home. That's what they want to hear. Jesus says, I am gentle and humble in heart. Those were two characteristics. And I just don't know anywhere else in the Bible where Jesus just told you his character. He said, I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. There is no one else in the Bible who has the right to be prideful like Jesus. There's nobody else as great as he is. But yet he says, I'm humble in heart. The reason he says those two things, I believe, if we can get gentleness in our spirits, it changes because oftentimes the way others react to us is the way we put it out. So when we're harsh, we have a tendency to get harsh stuff come back to us. So when we become gentle, 
it changes the way we react to the world and it changes the way we even see the world regardless of how the world is. If we become gentle in spirit and if we become humble in heart, psychologists basically say that all emotional pain, which a lot of this baggage relates to, all emotional pain comes out of ego. And if we can just eliminate pride, I got a problem with pride. I just be honest, I got some issues. I just do. I got a problem with pride. And if we can just become humble in heart, we become very difficult to offend and to hurt. Most people who get offended real easy because you don't hurt their pride. So if you become humble in heart, you can take criticism. Folk can even say something to you, and it just doesn't bother you because you're not all puffed up. See, when your feet are flat on the ground, you can't fall very far. But way up on a pedestal, it's easy to tumble down. I am gentle and humble in heart. You left out the most important part. Take my yoke. And learn from me. And we want to touch and just all the baggage drop off. No, that's not what he said. Take my yoke and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. And if we learn from Jesus, take his yoke, get all this stuff of the world off of us. Now, sometimes it's going to take some time to get it off. Because sometimes your credit card debt is not going to disappear. The vast majority of us are not going to have supernatural debt cancellation. You got to get rid of it the old-fashioned way. But the thing is, you change your patterns today. And when you begin to make changes, little by little, you begin to come out of the hole that you dug yourself in. And then you live and you say, well, look, I don't need to live in all this fancy stuff just breaking me down. I don't need to drive all this fancy. And if you got the car, because we had several requests last week, passed them upside down in my car, how I get out of it. It's just not that simple. I said, I don't even know the answer to that. I called two or three financial experts. There ain't no answer to it. When you're upside down, you just got to pay your way out. So some things you get in, you got to get out. And you got to get out of it the old-fashioned way. You got to just work yourself out of this stuff. You got to take up your bed and walk with it. But the thing about it is don't make that mistake next time. And don't walk into the new car dealer next time and let them walk you out with something that's burdening you down. Don't let the realtor put you in a house that you cannot afford. And next time, don't you swipe a MasterCard to pay for something that you really don't need. Don't let a card become your master because when the bill goes up on it, you're a slave to it. That's why Proverbs says the borrower is slave to the lender. And when you swipe your chase card, that makes J.P. Morgan's family rich. That's where the extra $200 goes from the $100 worth of shoes. That extra $100 goes to J.P. Morgan, one of the richest families in the world, because to them who hath it shall be added unto. And to them who hath not, that which they hath shall be taken away from them. It's a biblical principle. And if we don't change mentality, We keep walking in the same direction. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in spirit. I was driving to church this morning and a song came over the radio. And I said, I like that song. It almost relates to the message today. And I had to push the button to get the read out to see who it was by. It's by Chubby Checker. I said, Chubby Checker? I didn't know he made gospel music. Because the only thing I knew from Chubby Checker was he made the twist. So I said, I didn't know he made gospel music. But the song is called Changes. And if we want to 
get some of this baggage off of it. And see, this is my computer bag. It's empty right now because I'm getting rid of it. You know why I'm getting rid of it? Because it's stinking. Well, Pastor, how did a computer bag start stinking? I carry my little vitamin capsules in here. One of the capsules I have, I used to take every day, is a fish oil capsule. Well, the fish oil somehow busted. So fish oil spilled all over the inside of this bag. And it started smelling like fish. And I washed it. I wiped it. I couldn't get the smell out. So I ordered me another bag that'll be here tomorrow. I'm getting rid of this. It's a principle. Some bags you got to get rid of. And by the time I figured it out, it just wasn't worth my time scrubbing on that bag over and over and over trying to get it cheaper for me to just get another bag. Papa's got a brand new bag. So, but these are principles. Some of these birds, you got to get rid of. Play the song Changes. Some changes. They're overdue. There'll be some changes. 
how many of you are committed to some changes in your life? Just raise your hand. You don't have to come down. Just raise your hand. How many of you are committed to some changes in your life? And you want to take on the true yoke of Jesus and learn from him. For he is gentle and humble in heart. What man buildeth a house that doesn't first count the cost. His wisdom is eternal. And though it is designed to take us into heaven, it is designed to give us life and life more abundantly. It is designed to break burdens, to break chains, and to free us. But we take on his yoke and we move in God's will and in his path. I want changes in my life. And although I realize I'll never fully get this pair of pants hold free, I'm going to work on it and day by day get closer to the yoke of Jesus. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your son. And I pray right now that as the sound of my voice goes forth, that the yokes of the world begin to loosen. But it is replaced by the yoke of Jesus. We are never fully free. We're always under you. For Jesus says, I can do nothing of myself. I can only do what I see my daddy do. I'm under my daddy's yoke. Father, Help us to understand that we're under the yoke of Jesus, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And as we take on his yoke and his spirit and his wisdom, baggage falls off and we're able to bear the burdens of this world with ease because we are moving in divine will and divine wisdom. I pray over every person within the sound of my voice that the yoke of Jesus shall be upon them and it shall be easy and light because he bears the heavier portion. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part two of the series titled Baggage by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5733, that's 5733, to listen to over a thousand free messages, or to send this message number 5733 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often, because brother, you need the word. From brothers of the world.